0: You're listening to the Arise to Speak pod, part of the Arise networking platform which aims to inspire, educate and uplift young black female creatives. Join as we discuss social and cultural issues and delve into what it truly means to be a creative today.
1: Hi guys,
0: welcome to the Arises Speak Pod. We're your host, Zoe and Olivia, and in this episode, we're focusing on the importance of the arts in twenty twenty. You know, it has been a whirlwind of a year, and we just kind of want to reflect on the lights in the darkness of this year because there has been a few lights despite the pandemic or the
1: panoramic. The panoramic. The panoramic. <laughs> Honestly, twenty twenty, I don't think anyone was expecting it to be like she couldn't even write we it did could you couldn't. it's disgusting you know some of us have missed our graduations mm. you know just in general it's just madness yeah yep. you're right
0: but we'd just like to say it as well this is going to be our last podcast podcast
1: our last podcast <laughs> yeah. um,
0: our last podcast of the year, you know, cue the
1: tears,
0: cue the, the tears, tears of small violins. But don't worry, guys, you'll be hearing from us <laughs> in 2021. You
1: know, we've got a new online event, yes, be
0: sure to stay tuned for that. Keep a look out on our Instagram, our socials, you know. Um, so like you said, we're focusing on the importance the arts have had in 2020. So, Olivia, do you wanna
1: you going to jump in. Yes, I will. So, thank you for that nice hand over there. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, so we were saying, we wanted to focus on the importance of the arts in 2020. Um, I guess we can all appreciate that 2020 has just not been the best of years for all of us. But we wanted to shine a light on the positive moments, as- like, obviously, looking at a creative point of view. I guess when everyone thinks of 2020, you automatically think, COVID-19, lockdowns, tears, everything and obviously a lot of that time um, we were spent you know self-isolating. You know like the world's been quite a negative place for the past year with like people losing their lives, the worry and uncertainty of covid and this new thing that's just come out of the blue and we all don't know how to handle it i don't know about you Zoe but i i'm sure yeah you did didn't you you spent a lot of time like homing in on Mm -hmm. your crafts and i've spent time like going on photoshop and learning skills obviously like with. Um, COVID and having to stay inside a lot of us have just been sat with our thoughts and our imaginations have been growing wild and I feel like this is something that we have neglected especially like you're doing your day-to-day jobs or you're doing your day-to-day routines a lot of people don't have time to explore their creative side so I guess the positive of COVID is that I find like a lot of people have been turning to their creative outlets so whether that's just to help with their mental health or to even give them a source of income yeah it just gave you something to do and take your mind off of the harsh reality that's going on in the world and just allowing you to develop and grow yourself as a person and express your identity I guess mm-hmm.
0: yeah and I feel like even if someone might not class themselves as being creative they have indulged in something even if it's just like for a laugh like they've indulged in something that would be creative you know
1: yeah, like look how TikTok has blown up in the last couple of like, well especially this year yeah. because we've all been stuck inside. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or even like crocheting. I've seen that's been a big yeah. like trend this year. I've seen people or like, like
0: sorry, I've just seen people like crocheting like full on outfits and jackets and hats. And yeah. Hats. I'm thinking what a- how can i do this like let me start
1: you can even do it with your hands now can't yeah. you like you don't even need the tool it looks so actually, nice actually
0: like it's amazing what people can make
1: i feel like covid's been a big catalyst for like just obviously just creating i'm just being a more inwards person but not in a negative way just being more in tune with yourself and knowing what you like yeah,
0: I've seen a lot of things where people said that they've like regressed into old hobbies and whole old like things that they used to enjoy like even from like high school or whatever and they like stuff that they used to be so passionate about and because obviously like going into adulthood you kind of like leave those things behind and you kind of think I don't have time for yeah it. but people are starting to come back into those parts of themselves and I feel like that's just such a It's such a nice thing when you
1: think about it. I was reading an article and it was called Art Will Set You Free. And it was just basically saying that, you know, in this time of restriction, some people, like you said, Zoe, like some people went back to old hobbies that they used to Mm. like and stuff like that. Obviously, in people's day-to-day lives pre-COVID, you know, some people might have enjoyed going to the theatre or going to um, cinemas and stuff like that. Mm. I find, like, a lot now people... Like film producers are just putting things on Netflix and stuff like that. And it just really gives you a chance to escape. Because even though we can't go on holiday, like picking up a book and watching a film lets you just leave this moment of reality. And I used to hate reading (laughs) I'm not the best at it, but I used to hate it. But this um, lockdown period, 2020, I just picked up this book and it was about travelling. I think it's called Lost, And it was about travelling and this girl who travels over Europe. Yeah. And Me and Zoe love travelling. And last year we got to go on like a backpack adventure over Greece. And I was really missing that. So like, just picking up this book, just let me like just be there again, yeah. even though I wasn't there physically. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even picking up a book can send you down a different path of creativity or can inspire you Definitely. like honestly my mind was not in england <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> but i'm like... I that's like
0: my favorite thing about reading though because it's like you don't have to like live your life for a little bit you can like go into like something absolutely wild or you know a different country even like you know you can live your best life you're not zoe i'm a bgb living in dubai you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: obviously this year besides from covid has been quite big on black lives matter being a black female um we already knew about this um movement but i feel like quite a lot of non-black people and caucasian people like expressed their um alliance Mm -hmm. with black lives matter this year especially because of um you know sadly like the merger of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd this year and I feel like this year really showed people's anger Mm. with the world with how black people are treated but I don't want to go into the negative parts because obviously 2020 has not been perfect do you Mm. know what I mean it's not been positive with Covid and Black (laughs) Lives matter but we want to show a positive light and I just wanted to show like how art and creative people have Helped Black Lives Matter this year with expressing their vision because art is a form of expression, propaganda, and their protest. And a lot of that has been excelled and like pushed forward by artists and creatives and people that just feel like they can't take the streets because of COVID, but have decided to create inside their homes. Yeah, as I was saying, you know about how like artists and creative have really like. I'm sure you've been seeing on Instagram or, you know what I mean, on Twitter, like, street artists, like, putting George Floyd's face and putting I Can't Breathe. And I just feel like that just shows you a sense of community across the world and a sense of, like, alliance and support and, like, we've got you type of, do you know what I mean?
0: I do want to say, though, um, I have seen, like, some... Forms of like, um, I remember someone did like, they got glass from one of the protests and they put it in a necklace and it was like, Black Lives Matter movement. Sorry, <coughs> my voice. And a lot of people were saying, like, why is it that they're kind of like profiting off of that? Is the way that they were doing it, I think.
1: Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah,
0: and it was kind of like, because the, the money that they were getting wasn't really going towards any form of like charity or helping the movement. It was more or less just to put it on there for, you know, commercialism and you know getting money and sort of like riding off the movement
1: no I've seen that I've definitely seen that this yeah. year especially with um not even just Black Lives Matter Do you know that um I'm not gonna go into detail mm-hmm. but the the Jamaica 50 and with the um deportation mm-hmm. flights I'm like Quite a lot of people was just trying to piggyback off of that. Yeah. But there are a lot of good people, though, oh, that yeah, are course. just just showing a sense of, you know what, we're sick of this. This is, do you know what I mean, yeah. you need to look every day at this man's face to see what evil people have done to this person. But I was also, in terms of like a positive, in terms of Black Lives Matter, I feel like it's really helped heal people seeing art of these people of like George Floyd, Brianna Taylor, obviously there's a lot more people, um, sadly, that have lost their lives to police brutality Then, obviously those two. Mm. But I just feel like seeing their faces in an artistic form has really shown that they are real people. It is taken away from, do you know what I mean? Like, have you heard the news? Have you heard about this man who died? It just shows that these are real people and someone's taken the time to create and paint the face just to show that... This is someone's son. This is someone's daughter. This is a person who has a life and a personality. And you can really see that through people's art that they've created. And honestly, I feel like that just brings a sense of, Some form of healing to the black community because I don't want to see a picture of George Floyd with a policeman on his neck do you know what I mean he had a life before that and it was sadly taken away I want to see him as a dad
0: seeing a more like human human side of like yeah not not just having like a face of a movement
1: yeah they're not a news article this is people's lives just to bring it back more back to England and stuff like that I feel like As well as, like, how we're speaking, like, it's giving people alliance and, like, an underlining idea of, okay, we've got each other's backs and, like, it's also giving healing. I feel like it's also giving people a voice that don't have a voice, even as a form of empowerment if we don't know how to do it. Because in this country, especially when George Floyd died, there was quite a a lot of riots. Yeah. Um, in like London, Leeds, Bristol, and the one that stood out to me the most was um, what was happening was people were taking, you know, like in England, there's a lot of statues of slave traders
0: romanticised in like being a hero, yeah, to the country. being a hero,
1: yeah. But if you look back in their history and what they did, they would sell slaves or they would have some form. In, in, trade, in, yeah yeah, and there's quite a lot of that in this country and a lot of people just found it quite disrespectful towards black people so in Bristol what happened was um people were so outraged that they actually took the statue I don't know who the statue was I just know it was a slave trader and they chucked him in the canal I was reading though four people have been charged with that but I don't see anything wrong personally I I don't see
0: anything wrong I say more power to them
1: (laughs) exactly but in there in his place was a um I'm sure you've seen this though you know um it was this woman she's called um Jen Ria Jen Ried yeah yeah and she basically on this artist, Mark Quinn, and he basically created a silhouette and a um, a statue of her from resin and mm. placed it there. And I just thought that was so powerful. Yeah, For the first time I've seen a black woman with afro hair with her fist in the air. Do you know what I mean? On a on a statue,
0: sense of power, isn't it? Like it's yeah something that you know with the statues because. It was from people from back in history and stuff, and they're usually, you know, white men. You get the odd woman, you know, Queen Elizabeth, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Queen Victoria, <laughs> <all that. laughs> but it's it was just so powerful to see like the statue of like a strong black woman woman in like the middle of all this chaos and feeling like we're coming together in solidarity to just to see this important statue and figure in place of something that was just horrific to even still be up in
1: 2020 no I 100% agree Zoe because it's just like it kind of shows as well that who we as people view as important not yeah. what other people are telling us what is important and like some people we didn't know who this gen was before this do you know what I mean but yeah. through art we, it's allowed us to see that us black women, it's gave me a lot of empowerment. That us black women, some people, yeah, might see us at the bottom, which I find is disgusting, but yeah. like it shows that we are capable of anything. Putting a black woman who looks like us, it could
0: be any one of anyone. us, anyone, us, or a friend, or a family member, you know, you can see ourselves in that statue.
1: I just loved it, I really did. I just feel like it speaks a lot of words and. It has sadly been removed, but I just feel like it should, something like that should remain. It just speaks a lot of volume.
0: Do you know what it is? I feel like the problem that I think England has with racism and discrimination in general is that it's all very swept under the rug. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, England is known as like to be quite like polite, although that can be. That can be <laughs> But, you know, we're we're known to be like quite a like polite country, whereas, you know, we won't voice things that are supposed to be voiced out of politeness or, you know, people say a lot with their actions, but not necessarily what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like because of the just velocity of the movement, just then seeing something so in your face, so like you can't ignore this, like it's a physical statue was just such a big thing for, you know, England to see, like we can't keep sweeping things under the rug we can't keep staying quiet and polite in quotation marks about these important issues
1: honestly Zoe I feel like that Black Lives Matter riots that happened um this year really let me see people's true colours because I was having arguments with people on Facebook and stuff like that (laughs) <laughs> yeah. because of the true colours because people the, the polite people cared more about some stupid horses than black people do you know yeah. what I mean I had arguments with people Zoe
0: people really just tried to come and test
1: but it's alright it was
0: not the time it was not the time or the place
1: you know we don't want to hear. If you know, let me not let me not
0: I <laughs> do you feel like the protests really made people like face their privilege just made them like you can't you can't ignore what's happening because it's right in front of your face sort of thing. Like it's no longer a race thing that black people have to deal with. It's something that we all have to deal with and come to terms with.
1: The only thing I'd say is if you are listening and you was one of those people that, you know, posted on Black Lives Matter and posted that black scream, I just really hope that you're still on board and it wasn't just a trend and something that you felt like you needed to post. Like, what have you done since then Mm. do you know what I mean because that's what I find a lot of people just um, post things for the sake of posting things
0: I think a lot of people who claim to be allies do like buy into that sense of performative activism where they feel like just doing it because everyone else is doing it and doing it so they feel like a better person so they don't have to confront their
1: their white guilt away
0: (laughs) exactly but I feel like that's that's a topic for a whole other podcast and we will be going into that in our will. events so we're not gonna say too much right now look at we'll us look with our guys. shameless promotions
1: <laughs> i love
0: it <laughs> following up on that with you know seeing a black woman put in such a positive light through like a physical statue it's really important to shed lights of representation and positive representation at like that in such a crucial time that you know the black community needs it. I think with any minority being able to see your race presented in such a good way like it brings you a sense of pride and a sense of community and especially with you know Black Lives Matter coronavirus it's essentially just 2020. It was really nice this year to see like all of these positive representations offering like a sense of escapism to take us out of like the harsh realities that we had to face this year and just a few notable ones that we wanted to mention small acts i love that that. yeah i really enjoyed that i haven't is there a third one i haven't seen the third one if there is
1: yeah i haven't watched them all because one of them's like two hours long but i do really like it it's just finding the time to sit down isn't it (laughs)
0: next generations as well because i watched it with my parents and they were like, like yeah, you know? yeah i remember that i remember this wow wow
1: and we were all singing silly games yeah. for weeks it's like I've been wanting. Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> just seeing that was just so i don't know like it was like a sense of like healing in a way because it's like like the black community doesn't always have to be about like pain and death and just you know even though some of the the topics that were brought up within it was serious and it was like you know harsh realities of things but that juxtaposed with like you know the happiness being able to recognize songs that have been around for like so long and like just kind of blending generations together I feel like that was such good representation
1: I really liked yeah. it. I loved the filming as well. The and editing, editing, cinematography,
0: everything amazing. Chef's king. And you mentioned like Black is King. You really like that as well, right?
1: Um, yeah, um, Black and King, it was on um Disney Plus actually. And I was quite surprised because I didn't hear anything about it, oh, to really? be honest, until it just appeared. Oh. Yeah, really it's because I'm out of the loop.
0: Honestly, you old granny. <laughs>
1: But I was complaining before because I was um, looking on Disney Plus and there was hardly um, any strong black leads on there. Oh, really? um, but I guess this one can be added to the list. I did like mm. it though, but Small acts is my favourite. Yeah, I
0: mean, I was going to, I'm waiting um, for the Marvel shows to come out before I get Disney Plus, so I, I haven't watched it yet. And then another thing was the um, dating app Bumble, having My Love is Black Love campaign.
1: Yeah, I love yeah. that. I really liked that. It just showed like um, quite a few recognizable faces, um, black recognizable faces, and they were explaining what their love was and how their love is black love. And it might not just be like a man or a woman or whatnot. It's just their love for black mm-hmm. culture. And I thought it was really shown in a positive light that, you know, black love does exist.
0: Yeah. And I feel like it was nice to see like, loads of different representations of black love not necessarily just like heteronormative ones it was like all sorts and like people from different backgrounds because with especially with the black community whenever you see it in the media it's always just one stereotypical version Mm -hmm. and it's not always good it's not always like i mean sometimes it's good but it's not always good you know i mean there's always like some sort of underlying stereotype i feel like it was just nice
1: it was it was heartwarming
0: heartwarming.
1: what about the gravy songs, zoe the controversial Song now, this is when, that is no longer on tv anymore mm,
0: this is when my um social justice warrior jumped on facebook
1: <laughs> i liked it you know i, I like oh yeah i saw your post
0: yeah <laughs> i really <liked> it. <laughs> i was so enraged and i saw all those like just unnecessarily racist just popping their heads out once again but yeah i feel like do you know what did you see about tesco did you hear about tesco
1: yeah, they cut out the black yeah, people. Yeah,
0: oh my gosh. My mum is like soft boycotted Des- Tesco now, you know. <laughs> but yeah, like, I just feel like just seeing The gravy Sun, seeing like, you know, a nice, like, positive representation. Black movement. Christmas. Christmas Yeah, it was nice. It was really good.
1: Um, I liked it. Especially, like, um, when they rang, it was the daughter ringing their dad, um, yeah. and I'm assuming she was at uni or something like that, and it just sort of took me back to, like, when I was at uni, okay, I wasn't at uni that long ago, that sounded, that sounded like <laughs> I was at uni, yeah. but it took me back to, like, when I was at, um, at uni, obviously not for Christmas but like times where I'd ring my family and they would all be like having dinner and I'd just sit and like on FaceTime and we would laugh and joke and sing like oh my gosh like that's like my family obviously we didn't sing a gravy song (laughs) but (laughs) it was nice I liked it.
0: Yeah this is the power of representation because you can relate to it and you feel like a sort of comfort
1: and all you hear is about the Sainsbury's Gravy song here. Yeah. Just because it was a black family on there does not mean that you cannot shop at Sainsbury's and it doesn't represent you. Like, the amount of adverts I've seen with, like, I don't know, um, like, cartoon people. Aliens. That doesn't represent anyone. Aliens.
0: Yeah, it's it's the carrot adverts, the little carrot families. Do you see the yeah. carrot? Am I a turnip? Every single argument people had against it, like, especially with saying, like, how... The black population in the UK is very low, and it's more of a white population. Just because we're a low population doesn't mean we don't deserve to have one advert. One advert is exactly. all we want. But anyway, more space for us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whilst we're looking at the importance of arts and creatives this year, we also just wanted to highlight some. I don't want to say highlight the negatives, but just speak about some of the things that get swept under the rug. Why is it that people are still doubting the importance of creative careers?
0: I feel like just just putting it out there. Obviously, we know like the key workers, the NHS workers, they have really you know been carrying the country since lockdown. Like they really have, and we're not discrediting that at all. I just want to say that. Just want to highlight how creative careers also has had some significance in this year as well because being able to digest a form of like some sort of film or you know something that was done creatively has helped us so like creatives in themselves sometimes feel that they are not paying like the respects that they deserved um, yeah and what I mean by this is recently I saw like this girl on Twitter she kind of went viral with her paintings and stuff and people were saying like um she's black as well so like you know black community was around being like yes like we're gonna support this girl when she starts up her website we're gonna go out there support black businesses support black creatives all of this stuff she thought when I start selling my stuff obviously there's gonna be loads of people who want to buy my prints and stuff because people have actually said to me they want to buy them she goes she makes her website she starts selling them and then she's getting we're seeing tweets about people saying three thousand pounds or dollars i can't remember if she's american or not for a painting like who's gonna pay that much like she's really you know she's just she's trying to be bossy and bougie and that's not gonna happen but obviously she she had to reiterate now to everybody like not everything on her website was i wish i could remember her handle but i can't remember right now um but she was basically saying like not everything on my website is this expensive. First of all, they're painting that in such like a bad light because now no one's going to go on there because they're going to be thinking, oh, it's so expensive, blah, blah, blah. But the one that was for 3,000 was the original piece. It was things that she spent like hours painting that. So obviously she priced it at a price that she thought it was worth. And it was like a big piece. It was the original one that she was going to send out. And I feel like that just kind of really made me think like, why is it that people want to discredit other artists and like just creatives in general? Why do they want to discredit what they think they're worth? Because you won't go into a supermarket and see something and you think, oh, I can't, that that's too expensive for me. You won't go to that the shop assistant now and I'll be like, you know what, you should price this down. <laughs> so why are we doing this to creatives?
1: Honestly, imagine.
0: Yeah, like I feel like if you feel like it's too expensive, that's it. Don't buy it then. Someone else will buy exactly. it. Exactly riding off the back of that one thing that really annoys me is that people think they can commission creatives to work for free or in exchange for exposure or experience or for them to work at like a reduced price because say like if the company is like you know quite well known they'll be like well you've worked for us so you know you could reduce your prices a little bit um but that kind of discredits and doesn't put respect on the hours that you know the creative has put into their work and you know experience won't pay our bills (laughs) Like, what are we supposed to do with that? With experience, we can gain that on our own time. Um, Like, when we're working on an actual project, we should be getting money. We should be getting some form of, well, yeah, money. Yeah. We should be getting money. And you know what? I'm not bashing anyone who does want to work for experience because I do understand that. But I do feel like the general consensus that we should be accepting of, like, free labor and just kind of, like, just being accepting for, like, the bare minimum, I don't think that's right.
1: No, I don't either.
0: And, like, for those of the people that are worried about, like, asking for money, I saw this thing and it was basically saying, like, you know what, don't be worried about, like, ruining further work or, for, like, recommendations that they could be giving you by you pressuring them for money because if you're not getting paid, you're not really doing business with these people, you're doing, like, a favour or, a hob- like, you know, doing something.
1: You're helping them out.
0: You're helping them out, essentially. Thank you. That's what I was trying to get. <laughs> um, And the, also, I feel like this is underlying with the damaging assumption that being a creative is like all play and all works a lot of people think like drawing all day must be so fun like what do you even do all day you bash one painting out you bash one um mock-up out you do this you do that and that's your day done but the you know the amount of hours that i put into just the smallest things that are not even the bigger picture that we have to do hours days like even weeks like the content that we produce, like, you don't see the behind the scenes. Even just working up to learn how to do these sort of things.
1: Yeah, is, it takes
0: time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we'll go into this further um, in time, you know, so it's a bit more substantial. But here's a few, like, tips on if you're worrying about, like, pricing or struggling with pricing your work. Just take a few things into consideration, such as the time. Like, how long will it take you to do this? Like, if you're doing, like, a smaller commission, then, you know, you can price it at a lower price um although if it's taking a longer time or you know that you're gonna have to set set aside like a week or so to do it you're gonna have to price it more is it gonna be something that's difficult is it something that's kind of out of your skill range you know if it's something new that you haven't got a lot of experience at, you could like price it down low if you feel that is just for you and also think about your current workload like if somebody's want something at a set deadline and you feel like this is you know gonna take you're gonna have to take out quite a lot of your day to do then definitely price up to account for that. And your current like going rate, like where are you right now in your market? Where are you in your like skill set in general? Just kind of like put these things into perspective to see like if this is right for your pricing.
1: Um I'd say get a deposit as well because I know quite mm-hmm. a lot of people um that do like logo designs and it's had like she started a design and she put hours in it and they've not paid her. So now she puts a deposit down like half of the price because some people, they'll say, I want this and I want that and then you do it and they'll disappear or they won't pay you even though you've put in the hours. So yeah.
0: If someone is asking for you to do it at like a quicker time, let's say if they want something done quicker than you usually do it, um, make sure they're willing to pay for that because it's also not even just the fact that you have to do it quicker, it's your mental health as well. That's going to take a lot out of you. If you have to do something in the shorter term than you're used to. And if you're willing to take that on, make sure you price accordingly.
1: Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know how we was on the topic of um, looking at things that are swept under the rug? Um, me and Zoe have also wanted to speak about ethnic competition. And ethnic competition is the non supportive or like isolated black people who claim, who have like claimed the black role in their firm or, like, they're the only, do you know what I mean, black person. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, in England as well, you have to have a percentage um, of ethnic minorities hired, and some people tend to think if they've got the black role, then it's theirs, they've claimed it, their, it's their success. Because, um, obviously, mm-hmm. ethnic minorities have a harder have, have path to success, so it often becomes a competition of who's on top, who's going to reach that success first and Mm. the competition of not wanting to share.
0: I feel like um, I've not personally experienced this, but I've heard of this happening to people. Um, Whereas like someone might feel threatened because they're not like the token black person, which I'm not saying it's a large population of the black community, but there there might be the odd few that think, right, so there's another black person that's coming now. Like, they're going to take up my shine, essentially. I don't think that's, like, a healthy way to look at things.
1: That's a narcissistic view.
0: (laughs) That's very narcissistic, yeah. And I feel like, as a community, we should be coming together and, you know, trying to uplift, like... I feel like me, personally, if I know, like, if I'm working somewhere and there's another Black person, I'll be so happy.
1: Like, I'll be like, hey! Welcome to the
0: club! Also, looking at that, which, again, we're going to go into further with our event... (laughs) um
1: another one's always flipping
0: another, (laughs) another one yeah also because we're looking at women as well there is unconscious biases which affect women in the workplace um and according to the what works for women at work report which i can't remember the authors at the moment they were basically signifying that there's four main biases that affect women in general Um, and one of them is called the tug of war. And that's essentially the same thing as ethnic competition, but it's more of a gender-based one with women. So because there's not a lot of spaces for women either in, you know, job roles, when they see like another woman, that's like, you know, kind of their competition. They're thinking, well, there's barely any space at the top for me. And I've worked so hard to establish a place that I'm at. Like, I don't want another woman just coming in right now and like stealing my thunder, like taking away all that time that I've worked. And they've just come in and done it like that. Um, and I feel like that's similar to like ethnic competition. Although it might not seem that it's that common, I feel like some people may still have to deal with that in the workplace. Um, with the ethnic competition, people might be doing it and not realizing that they're doing it because of internalized racism yeah. that's still ingrained in like their sense of doing things. And they don't realize that they're essentially bringing off like this sense of competition and sense of like, I need to be the only Black person sort of thing.
1: Yeah, 100%. And our last point regarding like what's been swept under the rug is taking credit. In this day and age of Instagram and Pinterest, it is a lot easier for artists and creators' work to be shared online, which is obviously a positive. But I guess also it's a negative because it allows people... Obviously, more exposure, but it allows more exposure to people taking credit for your work or stealing or even just screenshotting it and not um, tagging you in it. Obviously, like Zoe was saying about, you need to value your work and all the time and effort that you've put in for someone just to screenshot it and take it away and to potentially just say it as their own. Some people might just want to like post it as they might like the art, but obviously you want to gain something from posting your work online so I just wanted to just go over some tips for you guys for when you are posting your work on social media so the first one would obviously be add watermarks or sign your artwork me and Zoe we tend to put our um um yeah our handle post so it can't can't be cropped out also you could upload your works in progress you could also what is beneficial is being actually nice to your following because if you have a loyal following they could tag you in posts that someone might have like claimed as their own which is actually your work Um, you could also keep digital records of your work if it's something that's so near and dear to your heart and you really want no one to like take credit for it you can register your work which is obviously like copyright also add that copyright caption to your post but I'd also say the main point would be like, for example, if your post is to do like Black Lives Matter, I don't know, Women's Empowerment, maybe just check the hashtags and see like in the recent hashtags if your post has been reposted and maybe just send them a nice DM saying hi. Um, i really appreciate it if you could just tag me in it because I spent me a couple of hours doing that. Um, And also the main thing that I would say is before you even post, think to yourself, is this okay? Am I okay and willing to post this and share this with the world and and just be aware of the possibilities that people can screenshot it and repost it? That's what I always do with my... Does it outweigh the negatives? And nine times out of ten, it does.
0: I just want to say as well, like I feel like with today's culture of sharing and, you know, create, posting things on social media with Pinterest which I know is like the best thing ever I love Pinterest but I do understand like sometimes I'll see things and I I can't even find like I can't even find the person to credit um Um, even the same post something you can backtrack but that's not always the case so I feel like I don't know maybe this is something we need to talk about further as well I am guilty of this like sometimes I'll post things um and I won't know the, the author to credit so I'll like tag it as Pinterest or something and although like I do understand that's a problem, and maybe that's something we need to ask ourselves. So, like, what you just said at the end, like, am I okay with sharing this? There is a possibility that it could get lost out, you know, into the interwebs. Because I feel like it's not always malicious. No, no, no. But it is something that maybe we, we ourselves need to think about. But, yeah, I think there's a wider conversation to be had with, you know, work claiming of work and Pinterest and all that other stuff, really. Yeah.
1: You know, since we've spoke about a lot of activities <laughs> you know let's end on a positive note as it is our last podcast of the year and it's really Christmas you know yeah. we need um, positivity <laughs> so what are we looking forward to Zoe so in the year to come in terms of creativity anything that you're looking forward to in particular
0: um I'm looking forward to like more pretty freedom yeah. because I know that there's you know with the lockdown it's halted a lot of plans some things that we couldn't do that needed to be physical or like oh, you know, yep even just like ideas in general that people have just been like conjuring up like I'm sure there's so many like fruitful ideas that can like you know come forward and come into fruition like next year with isolation lifts and everything and people are able to like make these ideas into reality I feel like there's going to be so much I thought going to be like an explosion a little bit, you know?
1: Yes, I agree. I'm looking forward to being able to socialise, like yeah. bouncing yeah. At ideas other people because it's not the same way. It's online.
0: One thing I'm excited for as well is just, even just this year, how the creative landscape has changed since COVID has hit. You know, there's been new innovations and new ways of doing things that we would never think of doing before like for example um the fashion shows that are done digitally without models like they've done with like 3d rendering and stuff and i'm sure a black woman started that as well so i'm quite proud but like you know you would never think that clothes could be walking down a runway without a model and done digitally and just like the way that people like coming up with these new ideas and new way of doing things like what's next what can we do when we're able to go out into the world and like you said, bounce ideas off other people and come up with new ways of doing things.
1: I'm excited for graduation. (laughs) Finally.
0: Finally graduating. (laughs) Well, we've graduated, but we've not done it in the sense of, you know, being able to celebrate. I want
1: my cap and gown.
0: And lastly, like, more creatives will probably be emerging, maybe. Like, maybe people have just realized that they've got this new interest or new creative passion, or like a creative passion they've always had. And now they're thinking, like, this is maybe 2021 is the year for me to put my hobby into a career or a passion, you know? Oh,
1: yes. <laughs> I'm ready for a new year.
0: Honestly, I think a lot of people are ready for 2021.
1: <laughs> As we said, this is our last podcast of the year. So be sure to check out our social medias because we will still be posting on there. Our Instagram, Facebook and Twitter is at Arise Creative. We'd love to hear from you and how you guys are like celebrating in the new year and what you're looking forward to. Um, we have a new upcoming event starting on the 8th of January 2021 called Elements of Creativity. And we will be posting more about that on our Instagram. So be sure to check that out.
0: Yeah, we'll have a lot of tips on how you guys can hone your creativity. Release your a creative in yes. a way.
1: And thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Arrive Beat Pod happy new year and merry
0: christmas <laughs> uh, happy, happy holidays happy christmas and thank you guys for all your support in 2020 you know bring on 2021 big successes big successes yeah. that are gonna happen to in
1: 2021 zoe
0: us to everyone who's listening thank Bye. you